0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Welcome, Productivity Lovers Podcast awesome. listeners, this is episode seven. All right. Right. I'm okay. Chris Scratt. Welcome to the Productivity
1: Lovers Podcast. And I'm Deb Lee. We're happy to be back today. We're going to be chatting about life transitions and yeah. the impact on productivity. So, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Still slogging through the renovation. Yeah. Yes, yes. so Are you gonna
0: give us a sneak peek into
1: your kitchen? No, no <laughs> <So> no no. <laughs> Absolutely not. That so, feels a little unfair. Okay, fine. I may take a picture of the kitchen but only the kitchen. okay. Um, the kitchen is practically empty at the yeah. moment. It's just everywhere else around the kitchen. So what was what used to be in the kitchen is now in other places which means those other places are not usable and they are chaotic. So I won't show that part, but I can show the kitchen. Yeah. I think the one thing people
0: take for granted when you're remodeling any part of a home is that one, that stuff has to go. The stuff that used to be in that space has to go somewhere. Um, We forget that part forget that part and two the fact that there is a complete disruption to your schedule oh. because there's people coming and going at your house at all
1: hours of the day yeah. and night and when you don't have counters you 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 fail to realize how important countertops are so you don't have them <laughs> I, th- I think
0: especially in a kitchen because you know you're like yeah it's like the center of most homes it is and when and you don't have that, it's... So did you, do you have a kitchen somewhere else in your house? Like how is how are you no. managing that?
1: So the refrigerator is still in the kitchen. There is one flat surface in the kitchen that will be leaving soon. And then there is the microwave that is sitting on top of the cabinet right now. And that's what the kitchen is, literally. There are holes in the ceiling. There are holes in the walls from the electricians doing whatever they do and so the the routine i would normally have in the morning of you know the coffee and you know getting lunch ready and you know all of that has just been turned on its ear it's just upside down and it it may not sound like it's a big deal and in the grand scheme of things i mean we we find things to eat we obviously make it through right we're not going hungry it's just it upsets the apple cart it upsets everything it makes things take longer cuz You instinctively come downstairs and you go in the kitchen and you make a right and you you want to go do this and it's like oh that's not there anymore so now I have to do that and you know you just it's unsettling Mm -hmm. and you can't stick to the routines that you've always used and so things take longer yes way longer way longer than you would imagine finding a flat surface I mean you know I love coffee so (laughs) the electricians turned off power to certain outlets so I was walking around with the coffee maker in one arm <laughs> and plug it into so many different outlets and then I had to put the coffee maker on the floor and then I had to go find a table I mean it was just yeah so yeah. there could be worse things of course but I think when you go through this kind of a, a transition the one that you initiated i want to renovate my kitchen i hired someone to do that so i did it on purpose it still has an impact even though i tend to be organized and i when i took stuff out of the kitchen i put them all in grouped in categories so all the pantry things are together you know there's everything is in its own space and category but it's still an upheaval of yeah. your life and i think the expectation that just because it's nicely categorized it doesn't mean that things don't get out of whack it doesn't mean that it doesn't impact your daily schedule your life and even yeah your productivity so, yeah so yeah yeah so today we thought we would talk about life transitions
0: and I think yeah. it's the conversations you and I have been having about your kitchen and me moving that yeah guy inspired that. And you You also
1: did a webinar about life transitions, which
0: is very appropriate for this time. I did. Yeah. It started off that the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals asked me if I would contribute to one of their tracks, which was life transition, which is a training for professional organizers. And during that training, I discovered a lot about myself, but I also discovered a lot about people. I think in the webinar, I talked about how we, an average person goes to like. Twenty something, twenty some life transitions that were significant Mm -hmm. in their lives, which seemed like a lot. I didn't really think that there were that many. Yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's like there are a lot of there are a lot of things we don't think of as life trans life transitions that are most of them are positive, and some of them are not so positive. Yeah. And you know, I'm moving, which it's, yep. it's a positive life transition for me. I met yep. someone about a year ago, and we decided to live together. And you know, all of the com- yep. complexities of there are three kids living in my house now, <laughs> which is a which is a real life transition for me because uh, I didn't right. have any children of my own. But it was it, it was interesting the youngest mentioned that she, it's so insightful. Like she was like, yeah, it's really hard to absorb a house inside of a house. (laughs) That's a good way of putting it, right? Yeah. I was like so insightful, you know, at such a young age, I was like, yeah, that is going to be hard. But that, you know, that has had a significant impact on my productivity, right? Because I'm still consulting and delivering services. I'm still trying to like you know, I'm still trying to like ride my bicycle and ride yeah. my Peloton and do self-care. And I'm trying to like, I'm doing a podcast with you <laughs> and I have other things that I was committed yeah. to. And I have to like do all of the things that are expected of me as a human being
1: to contribute to the societies. So. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Um, and unpacking boxes, throw that yeah. in there too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Throwing unpacking boxes over there. Yeah. In too. So, so we thought it, it'd be a good time to just talk about how we're managing during, you know, these interesting, challenging times. Oh, oh, and there's a pandemic. Yeah, I'm just forget. about to mention that. So, pandemic. Yes. One of the kids calls
1: it the global panini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I would totally love a global panini. I yeah. would totally take a panini over a pandemic, 100%. Yeah.
0: I love it that it was like their way of making it a happier sounding thing. Yeah. Right? I was like, global panini for sure. I was like, yeah. So like we have that to
1: deal with. And doing doing all of the usual things, dealing with all of the usual life's ups and downs and, you know, trials and tribulations is one thing. But to do it when there is a pandemic and concern for, you know, global health, not to mention your own yeah, it, it can certainly ramp things up a bit and make things feel that much more overwhelming. What are some of the things you've been doing, whether it's specifically related to the pandemic or just to the move and still trying to live your life? What are some things that you've been doing to kind of keep things even keel and not feel so chaotic? You know, that's a
0: good question because I, I feel like, I feel like everything about every routine I used to have yeah. has literally been uprooted. Like even where I find my toothpaste is not <laughs> the same anymore. That's right. And that has a way of like, you know, everything about moving just adds a brand new space, a brand new location for this stuff that I have. You're it's starting new- over. It is a new town. Yes, I'm starting over. You know, my gym is no longer where it used to be. Like I used to go to the gym that was like three minutes away. So I would roll out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and I'd be there before my trainer. And now that is no longer an option. So I have to say that I'm still trying to find some, you know, some Mm -hmm. good routines. Last weekend, I unpacked my bathroom because I was like, I have got to find a good place for my toothbrush. (laughs) important important decision right there well it felt like it felt like my you know I I was like maybe I didn't consciously but I was thinking like like this is the very first part of my morning that is just felt annoying because I had stuff everywhere and nothing had a home and you know it just it felt like sometimes I'm like the couple of days I left the house without wearing any deodorant I was like oh this is (laughs) terrible you know it's like, because it wasn't where it was supposed to be. So I was like, I need to figure, I was like, okay, what is the first thing I can do? I was like, I can yeah. figure out my bathroom. Okay. And then I can design, like I can redesign my morning routine. Mm-hmm. And then like that felt like one grounded thing, check off the list, right? And yes. then I feel like, I feel like as I'm going around unpacking and like, you know, as we are merging these two houses together into yes. one and like we're developing new routines together, I feel like it's, it's like, it it feels like it's been more complicated because there are other people involved. Yes. One, it's like, you know, I have my, as we all know, I have like, how to put that politely, I'm set on my ways. So So it's like, you know, trying to like accommodate for like other people's needs and wants and like their own habits and routines. It's, it's just been interesting to like observe and be like, oh yeah, this is like, yeah. you know, this is how people do things, and it's not yeah. the way I do things. And how do you like? How do you merge those? Mm-hmm. It's been it's been fun, but it's it's been nothing but joy, you know. Like I think oh, yeah. uh, I think in a different episode we talked about like at the end of the day, I try to always remind myself yeah. like, okay, well, what's my favorite part of today? Okay, so
1: that's I one way to cope. Okay, good. Yeah,
0: what did I learn? What what can I improve on? it feels like, you know, it feels like every day is getting a little bit better, but currently, you know, I have boxes everywhere.
1: (laughs) Gosh. Well, I think what, what I'm taking away from what you're saying is how your life used to be had a set of tried and true, well-perfected routines. And now that your life has changed, you now need to change those routines Mm -hmm. and they need to flex with you during this change yes so what used to work for you and i'd say for all of us you know when we go through these transitions is we find that we get into a groove and we love our groove we love, you know you say you're set in your ways you love how you used to do things and now it's turned upside down and you have to recreate a new set of tried and true routines that you love and in addition to that, now you're incorporating more people into that, mm-hmm. That's right? not just about you anymore. So there are lots of transitions happening simultaneously, yeah. and I think we do need to give ourselves some grace. So, you know, we need to understand that it's not always as simple and as easy as it might appear, but our first effort should be to figure out, okay, what can I start with right now? For you, that was your toothbrush, your toothpaste, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> finding, Back to finding a spot. Right. And it can be that small, but finding a way to start building, putting sort of those building blocks together to create mm-hmm. a new set of routines that can work for you. Because now that your life has changed, you need them. So that, that would be the biggest takeaway I would say for anyone going through any kind of change, good or not so good, is to start building on those small things that you can rely on. Because that's what our routines are, right? Things that we rely on, they're effective, we, they work for us until they don't. Yeah. Or, or when you have to move, right? Oh, when you have
0: to move. I mean, I think like this process really reminds me of like any, you know, any transition that's like big, which is like, you know, getting married Work. or getting divorced or moving, having kids. Or, like, having kids. Yes. Having, having a new person join your family. It's a huge yeah. transition It is, and, or getting a new job. Like, I think I used to have somebody that worked for me, and she was about to have a baby. And I was like, well, you know, like, w- what are your plans? Like, what, what are you going to do after you have the baby? And she was like, oh, like, I'm just going to continue working. Everything's going to be the same. And mm. nothing is going to change. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and then of course, she had the baby. And she's like, oh, my God, my life is so chaotic. And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, interesting that you didn't anticipate that.
1: But it's oh, like, so you know, I think, though you don't want to think that life is going to just turn around and be completely different yeah. because you know, the lay of the land and you're like, Oh, I got this. So there's a little level of confidence and maybe a little night being naive (laughs) in thinking that it won't change, especially after a tiny human enters your life that you Mm -hmm. have to care for 24 seven. I wonder what, how, how she managed after that. Did did you chat with her after she's okay now? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) she got the hang of being a mom but it was interesting to me that she was like now life's gonna change and I'm like well we'll see <laughs> um, I I think like what that reminds me of is that like you know I recognized that moving was gonna be a big change and it was gonna be a lot of like there were a lot of my routines that were gonna have to you know I don't know be modified Sure, but I also think that like my brain was like be that much you know yeah. it won't be that many or it will it'll be, be okay it'll be okay which kind of remind me of what how you described your kitchen right it's like yeah. you think like oh you know and I think you and I I've said this several times to you it's like well at the end of the road you have this fabulous kitchen that's right but in the meantime right it's like it's like, you can't like, you can find the milk, but you have to go like two rooms over to find the cereal. <laughs> and then when you, <laughs> you find the cereal, you don't really know bowl where the bowls and are. <laughs> and it, then then you find the bowl, but like, well, hell, the spoon is here somewhere, right? And then, yes, and then yes. you have all of these things in your
1: arm. And you're like, well, there is no surface to put anything on. Oh my gosh, you're living what you're talking about my life right now. <laughs> so you know what? I stopped buying cereal. No more cereal. Because it involved too many pieces. Mm-hmm. We needed to be able to grab and go. So the change that we made was to simplify. Take away all of Do we really need to have cereal every morning? Is it is it pertinent to, our, to sustaining our life? Are we going to fall apart if we don't have cereal and milk? No, it's not. We don't mm-hmm. need it to go off to work or to school. We need something to eat, maybe something to drink, like water. So we have water. And we also have grab and grow, grab and go fruit like bananas and apples. Nothing that we have to wash mm-hmm. that requires your surface and a bowl and a paper towel and all mm-hmm. of that. So simplify, yeah, would be the next thing I would say. You don't have to have, you know, you needed your toothbrush in a certain spot. So that don't simplify the things that you really need to have to kind of keep you feeling secure and like you can get things done. But on my, in my case, you know cereal wasn't it. So grab and go, remove all of the barriers to getting done what you need to have done. Yeah. But with the bare bones if you can. I mean, if you really love cereal, then make it work, obviously. But for us, you know, it just, it was too much of a hassle to find the spoons and the bowls. And then, well, now we don't have a dishwasher anymore, or even to hand wash something. Where do you, like, So you have to walk across the room Mm -hmm. to put it down to go back to the sink. It was just painful. Yeah. So I love
0: that you guys kind of like, you were like, okay, this is the problem. We have a hand, right? And this is, it's a short-term problem. It is. At some point, you'll be able to drink cereal again.
1: Absolutely.
0: But it's like in the short term, you're just not. And it's, and it's, and it feels like you kind of like, took what you had and then you created some new habits in the short term to make it work. In my situation, it really, it turned out that my toothbrush was okay. The problem was my deodorant. (laughs) That was was the part of the routine that wasn't working. So I I had to figure out like, but I love that in both cases, we had to like analyze the situation and figure out like what habits were working what were what were the important ones and how to modify in this yep. new environment in the new setting and i think when i work with people which i'm sure is the same way with you is like we're trying to analyze and figure out what is it that really works and what yeah. is it that doesn't work and when you have to change because humans it's like i will speak for humanity right now we <laughs> don't like change we say we do yeah
1: we say we do like the idea of change we do and i really want a fabulous kitchen but the changes that one needs to go through to get there Mm. not so much it's hard we like the we like
0: the idea of change which is a yes and then we like the final change which is b yes we don't want the in between you have a new kitchen and you love the new kitchen yeah
1: travel to get there. It's never fun. <laughs> no, I, I am learning that. And I am also learning to let go of some of my more type A tendencies. Okay. Just, you know, okay. So it's a mess. It, 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 it's organized chaos to some degree, mm-hmm. but for my brain, my brain sees a mess. My brain does not like things out of place. I am the sort of person that puts something back in the same spot every single time after I've used it, mm-hmm. it is just part of my makeup. Even if I have to go back to it several times, I'm always putting it back and things are not going according to plan like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have to let go of some of that because it's unreasonable. Yeah. That's where that grace comes in too, to understand that other members of your household are not going to be able to keep up when everything is organized. It's hard for them to keep up with it. When everything is in place, it's hard for them to keep up with it. And now that things are out of place, doubly so, it's just not reasonable to think that you that you can. So to let go of some of the, the, the wants that are not crucial or essential yeah. and to deep breathe your way through it, just walk by and say, I'm not looking at that room right now. I'm just going to go straight upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of, you know, find a way to navigate, knowing, as you said before, that it's going to be short term. Yeah, It's going to be forever. Well, I mean, some of my changes are long-term. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are going to be in a new place for a long time. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think that I love what you said about letting go of this perfe- perfectionism. And yes. I think, you know, as a person that organizes people for a living in like, you know, different ways, yeah. I do tend to keep like a fairly neat space. Fairly yeah. new spaces in my house. And like, I realized mm-hmm. that now that I'm going to be le- living with four more people than I lived before. Maybe a little different. That it will be a little different, right? And to yeah. just embracing that, that part of change, part of new habits sometimes means letting go of this ideal of what it used to be and how yes. can it be different? I think, you know, even I was thinking the other day, as was like, uh, I tried out a new local gym. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the people are different, right? I have to make new friends and I have to have like, that's a change. I have to have a new way to working out. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, as I went around, you know, I opened a new bank account and it was like, oh, these are not my bank people anymore. You know, (laughs) it's like all of these, like everything about everything about change requires adapting in a new way. And I hope that, you know, I hope that what we're sharing here about our own experience, about maintaining our productivity or maintaining our control of the process is that humans have a tremendous capacity to adapt and be resilient and to forget how it used to be and develop new methods.
1: Yeah. I would agree with you. And I think looking at some ways that we can keep ourselves sort of calm, help us to mm-hmm. kind of cope through some of the difficulties that we might be going through. You know, at the top of the show we talked about dealing with all of this stuff during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen people on me deal with it in in ways that are tricky for them. You know, it's very difficult. They're having a tough time. And it's not that I'm not having a tough time myself, but I do feel like I, I'm trying different things like meditation. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that kind of helps me to maintain a sense of calm and, and to push the overwhelm away. You know, I've been meditating before I even get out of bed. You know, I just, I, I take up to 10 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes to get my brain and my body ready for the day. Because I know that once my feet, you know, you know go over the side of the bed and hit the floor, I'm gonna be up and running and ready to go. I'm gonna walk down into what looks like chaos. And then I'm gonna walk out and my day, you know, my day has already begun and now I have to present, you know, Debbie to the world and go about getting things done. I still have things I need to accomplish. I can't dwell on the negatives and what's not working. And I find that uh, a tool like meditation has really, really been helpful to me. And for some people, it might mean taking a break during the middle of the day. It might mean referring back to your to-do list. So you can, sometimes we have this really long list, right? And it becomes overwhelming. So it might mean, okay, let me just get to the top three. Let me look at that. And it's sort of a recentering for the day. It might mean getting up after your Zoom meeting and stretching your legs and walking around, going outside, you know, deep breaths, you know, that kind of thing. It might mean doing things that you hadn't done before but these things are things that can sustain you and help you cope um, better during a process of change and transition. Yeah, I definitely have been, I haven't meditated
0: as much as I had in previous years, but I'm like, meditation sometimes is like, mm, you know, like in the moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not like it requires no prep plan. I am walking more. I'm, you know, it's finally warming up in Washington yes. DC. So um like taking my bike out. I'm still riding my oh, activity. Bike. So movement yeah. of some kind. Yep. Movement of the body is just feels like important. I'm just reminding myself that like, you know, this I giving myself like twelve weeks to fully unpack and like Make sure everything okay. works, and I'm Is also weeks
1: reasonable. I mean, so that's the other yeah. thing—a right? reasonable time frame, right? Yeah, because I think we have to get some
0: furniture, and we are going to redesign some closets, and you know, okay. we're going to get some organizing systems in here. Oh, fun, fun, fun! <laughs> so I think that it, it just feels reasonable, but but you know what? It's it's just like I don't know. In a year, I'm probably going to forget what it was like to have boxes everywhere, right? It would just you it, will.
1: Yeah, I mean, just... this is but a moment in time mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, you're feeling it now you're experiencing it now and you're going through all of the emotions that come with it but the likelihood is that a year from now you're like, ah, I did it you know yep. Yeah. That's yes or not.
0: Yeah. And I think where you one thing that you said about like taking a break and going outside and breathing, mm-hmm. you know, Judith Kohlberg wrote this great book with Kathleen Adele, which is called The ADD Friendly Ways to uh, Organize. Yep. And yep. in that book, she talks about like whenever your brain is feeling completely overwhelmed yes. and change has a way of overwhelming people, yes. it's like to take a green break, right? And she yes. literally says, just go outside and stare at a plant or a tree. <laughs> Just go look up in the sky. (laughs) Yeah, just go look outside and like hear the birds singing. And I have found myself a couple of times thinking like, oh, this is too much, you know, and literally, you know, walking myself outside to just like breathe in some fresh air and just kind Mm -hmm. of like reset my brain, which sometimes I think like when I get overwhelmed with any project, right? And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm no longer feeling productive in the thing that I'm doing. I always try to walk away from it and then to take a breath and yes. just kind of reset my brain it has like that is a technique I use all the time. And I encourage my clients to do the same.
1: Yeah, I think that's excellent. I usually do the, the green break and I do look at my to-do list because sometimes my brain starts saying, oh, but what about this? Oh, and what about that? You, It starts bouncing. It's like a ball just bouncing mm-hmm. around from spot to spot. And I need to say, oh, wait a minute. Your brain can only do so much at one time. We can't multitask the way that we think we can. Mm-hmm. And so really looking at my to-do list, like having the top three, and then I pick one thing that I'm going to just focus in on after my break mm-hmm. helps me to sort of say, okay, I've got my one thing. Mm-hmm. So before I leave, it's in my brain. I walk, I take my break. I come back. I'm back to my one thing. It really keeps me centered and focused on what I need to do versus on all of the 50 million things that I need or want to do. And I'm also just, I'm making more time for just me. You know, I, I take the time that I need to take. I'm fortunate that I can do that. I have the ability, my day is structured in such a way that I can do that. But even if it's only two minutes, two minutes of just to myself, nobody else around, no talking. If I have to go into a locked closet to get those two minutes, I will do it. And I've also been reading more. I have well you know I don't like reading real books per se. I love them and I have them, but I fall asleep as I've mentioned many times. So I listen to them and since the year has started I've listened to 25. Wow. Yes. That's last year. Crazy. Last year I listened to 3 total. Yeah, that's a lot. So this so far I've listened to 25 books and I'm on my 26th at the moment. I oh. listen to to fluffy books that, you know, don't have any rhyme or reason. They're just very sort of like make me feel happy kind of books. I listen to books like the one we talked about recently, uh, finished by John Acuff. So things about productivity and deep work and focus, Cal Newport. So I've got my categories of books and then I just cycle through. I love murder mysteries. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about, I forgot about that. And then I started listening to my books and I just found a way to care for my brain in that way, you know, to kind of go off into this other world. And then I come back to work. Yeah. You know, so whatever those things are, I think you just have to find the right things to help you build the new routine, but don't forget about that self-care part. So I know it sounds kind of fluffy and people like, ah, no time make the time.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think I think one one thing I notice with people all the time and there's like, you know, it's that when they try to be super productive and yeah. they just kind of burn themselves out. Like yes. I always, you know, I see people do that all the time. It's like the I will do this all night and all day into the next day. It's like, yeah, it's uh-huh. not, sorry, not sustainable yeah. for your brain at some point. You might as well sleep. Yes, a break, because that would be so much better for your brain than if you just
1: kind of like sucked it up and just kept doing it. And those breaks really help you to sort of reset, sort yeah. of stepping away, mm-hmm. helps your brain to process what you've just done, gives you some time to reflect on it so that when you come back, you might have even a new idea, something else to play with. So yeah, the hustle sleep when you're dead sort of concept. Mm not a fan of that. I
0: guess it doesn't work for everybody. All right. So as we wrap up this episode on life transition and disruption to a, to our time management and productivity, I guess my takeaway is just like, take good care of myself and give myself some grace.
1: Yes, I would I would 100% agree with that. Just recognize that your systems and routines have to change as the times and your life changes. Simplify where you can, take out all the fluff, make it easier for yourself and absolutely give yourself some grace. Some days will be easier than others. Take it as it comes and also take some deep breaths because they really help a lot. <laughs>
0: they do. Yeah, and just for an update, ever since I Organize my bathroom. I have not forgotten to put any deodorant <laughs> on. So that's like exactly going that. on. So you will look and smell beautiful. It's I'm always sure. important. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is another episode of the Productivity Lovers podcast. We'll see you again in our next episode. Bye. Bye, you guys thanks for listening to this episode of the productivity lovers podcast we hope you enjoyed it please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast for more tips and notes from the show check us out at productivitylovers.com talk to you
1: soon